Well, hello there, listeners, and welcome back to another monthly debrief with Ed Choice, where we walk through what's going on in the States. So thank you so much for joining us as we near the end of this year. I am joined today with another state director, Jordan Zachary, and it's going to be just a quaint, close little podcast between the two of us today is as Robert and Jason, our policy director, are off in the many directions that life has pulled us as we near the end of 2020. And so really, there's not much to regular listeners to the show know. There's not much that goes on in the legislature this time of year. So I'm going to kick it over to Jordan for the one state update we do have from the great state of Ohio. What do you have, Jordan? Yeah, Lauren, in Ohio, recently the House and Senate passed Senate Bill 89, which was signed by Governor DeWine. What that does is it expands eligibility for Ohio's income-based scholarship program, and that's going to take eligibility from 200% of the federal poverty line to 250%. So what that's going to equal to is about $65,000 per family of four. So the bill, what it also does is it changes the eligibility for the EdChoice scholarships, which had been based on whether or not a student was assigned to a low-performing district school. However, now students if they're assigned to a school in which about 20% of the student body is made up of Title I or low-income eligible students, that's academic performance was ranked in the lowest 20% statewide for the previous two academic school years, they will now be eligible. Great to know and, and great updates from Ohio as they continue one of the you know, really um, kind of a legacy state in the school choice movement who have really been pushing the needle around this issue for a number of years. You know, one of the things that strikes me, 2020 has been a crazy year. I think we can all agree for anyone who, who's also listening, you know, we wish you a, a wonderful 2020, but I think that it's thrown some curveballs, perhaps that we, we didn't see. And I think one of those parts of just life that has been impacted the most in 2020 has been education. And I think, you know, as we look at the way that the pandemic has impacted education, one of the things that strikes me the most is that parents are really grappling with what my child needs, right? And, and how do we meet those needs? And understanding that the needs right now might look different than the needs that they had even last year, right? When we think about being remote 100%, when we think about you know, equipping those children with special needs. When we think about just the social and emotional toll, one of the things that 2020 has really highlighted for me is the need for educational choice. And we knew that going in. I mean, it's something yeah. that I think, you know, Jordan, this has been a, you know, a core mission for, for Ed Choice. We all believe in this, but never have I seen more crystallized example of just school choice needed, if for nothing else than to empower every child to be able to continue to learn during this very strange and difficult time. You know, and I, I think that that's one of the things I've looked at, and I, I'm sure that you've heard stories in the states that you're working in, but I think back to, you know, I even just had a phone call the other day with a parent from North Carolina who's just, just looking for options, just wants to know what's on the table, what can I do? How do I stop the learning loss? How do I empower my child? How do I make it through this year, parents leaving the workforce so that they can, you know, handle remote learning online? So many of, of kind of these challenges. And, you know, I'd, I'd be interested, Jordan, since you're, you're newer to the team, you know, what has that impact looked like? How has that worked? 
you know, what's your take on this situation? No, Lauren, I think you're, you've said so much of it. So much of what you said is true. You know, I, I've gotten more calls, especially recently, from parents. And they are, like you said, they're looking for options. They don't necessarily know what to do because we don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. And as unfortunate as the pandemic has been, it has highlighted a need and it's created this conversation that's it's very real and very serious about needing more options, about needing school choice. So what I'm experiencing from talking to parents is that they want options and they want to know how to get them. So many more parents are becoming interested on the issue of school choice during these times. Absolutely. And and we have just been graced with the presence here of Jason Bedrick, our policy director, who's now been able to join us on the podcast. And Jason, we walked through kind of the Ohio update and what had happened in Ohio, but we were just kind of closing out as this is the last podcast of 2020 with kind of some lessons learned from the pandemic. You know, what we've experienced in 2020 and where do we go from here? And, you know, I'll give you a moment to, to ruminate on that. But, you know, one of the things that we've seen through the EdChoice public opinion tracker, right, that we have online is the thoughts of parents around education now have so drastically changed. I mean, even from what, what was the traditional, right? I want my kids to be safe. I want my kids to be in a values-based learning. I want my kids to, to feel supported. I mean, you now are contending with just, I, I just want my kids to be safe, period. I want a school to be safe. I need to be able to go to my job. I need to be able to continue to provide for my family. Those thoughts have become so much more complex and just overwhelming at times. And so, you know, as we think through why we're in this movement and why we work the way that we work, I think that this is one of those really, you know, key moments in history where our work really matters and empowering every family truly does have the ability to change lives this year. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what we've seen, I mean, consistently is that parents want choices because different kids are in different situations. You know, early in the pandemic, there was a lot of concern about, you know, what is this going to mean for children? How contagious is it? How dangerous is it for children? We've gotten to the point where we see that for the vast majority of children, this is actually not a very significant risk. It tends to be a risk for older people, but transmission rates in schools have been quite low, children getting very sick from it. It's usually a case that they're already immunocompromised. You know, so for children that, that are immunocompromised and already have other medical issues that they're dealing with, they certainly need some sort of learning environment where they are protected or where they're at home and they're uh, not around many other children. But for most of the children, they seem to be okay if they are in an environment that, uh, you know, even with lots of other children around, where there is some physical distancing and, and masks and appropriate precautions are, are taken. But we've also seen that, you know, if children are at home, many of them are suffering from depression or anxiety or just the learning losses are mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. The, there was a new report out just this week from NWEA saying that they're seeing that kids tend to be dropping one quintile on average in terms of their math instruction, and that this is probably understated because a lot of children did not take the test this year, and it tends to be the already the lower-performing children that weren't taking the test. So it seems that there have just been massive learning losses. So parents are looking for a variety of options. They want high-quality options. They want, if they can, to have their children to have in-person instruction. 
you know, but again, like I said, there are those families that need to have their children at home uh, or in uh, small learning communities. So this is really the moment for educational choice for us to provide families with a wide variety of options so that we can meet everybody's learning needs. Well, you know, Jason, one of the things that has really stuck out to me and I, I you know, I was reading is, is all of the polling comes in, right? And all the tracking. And I mean, I feel like Sometimes it is it is just day by day with the information that you are kind of getting flooded with. But I think one of the pieces that struck me the most was a third of parents don't want to return to the new normal when the normal does get there. And I think part of what this pandemic has really done is open parents' eyes to education, open parents' eyes to how their child's learning, right? When they're sitting with them, you know, at the dining room table, when they're watching them work through these processes, when they're seeing where they struggle and really where they excel, I think that even as we look forward into 2021, there will be a new normal that comes out of this. And I think part of what's a really empowering piece of this is that parents are saying, no, 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 I want to control my child's education. I believe that, that my child can, can do this or, or we need a different approach to this or they need some support here. And I think that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what that new normal looks like as we hopefully and eventually get there, right? And, and we can travel again and we can be together in person again. And we can do the daily things in life that just make it a little bit easier. It'll be interesting to see what parents are looking for and how this impacts education just moving forward. Yeah, and also from the policy side, we're hearing that there are a lot of legislators out there that in the past have not been particularly friendly toward uh, educational choice policies, but who have been reaching out to some of our local partners around the country and saying, you know what? send us a bill, send us an educational choice bill, we're open to it this year because the pandemic, I think, has opened up a lot of their eyes to the necessity for many families of having multiple options. So I think that, uh, you know, this is obviously the pandemic has been horrific. We wouldn't wish this on anyone or wish to go through something like this again, but we may be able to squeeze some lemonade out of the lemons that have been given to us if it means that we can find ways of empowering more families with educational opportunity. Well, and I think, you know, this really highlights what I what I find to be hopeful in, in some difficult times. The underlying desire, no matter what political aisle or affiliation you have or where you are in life, the joint desire to make sure that education and children succeed, right? And I think when we think about our mission and we think about how EdChoice is, is grounded, that fundamental belief that when you put the child at the center of education, that child is able to succeed and that the community is lifted up, right? We all win when children get the best education. We all win when a child is able to reach that full potential. And even though we may not always agree, even though we may have different approaches, one of the things I do find as a kind of saving grace in this whole year is that desire to rally around the child. And I think if we keep children at the center you know, of that focus, we really have a chance to make some big leaps forward going into 2021. I think that, you know, as we close out this year, one of the things that I look forward to in 2021 is hopefully expanding these options, hopefully empowering more families and hopefully, you know, making 2021 the brightest year it can possibly be and, and to help kind of block out some of the darkness that this year has brought. Anyone else wishes for 2021 as we look forward? Yeah, Lauren, you know, I want a return to stability for families and kids, but I also, my wishes are that, you know, the bright note, kind of like how we've all touched upon out of this pandemic is that 
part of that stability and part of that comfort I want students and families to have includes school choice. As they're seeing what their children need from at-home learning or partially remote or in learning pods and they're experiencing new ways of learning, that those new ways of learning become part of the new norm, part of the stability going forward for families as they approach and think about education. Well, I want to thank you all for being a part of the podcast today. We wish you all a safe and healthy end to 2020. And we wish all the best things for 2021 moving forward. And hopefully it is a year of empowerment of families, empowerment of children, and, and really a year that can shine very bright. So from the EdChoice family to yours, we wish you a wonderful end of 2020 and a happy, happy new year.